0: Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Nikki Lanigan, and this is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, a podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. And I am coming up on my one-year anniversary of starting this podcast. I am so grateful. Um, I started out not knowing a single damn thing about podcasts, about recording, about editing, about... About how we how to go and find my guests, get my guests. Um, I'm still learning. It's been a year. I'm still learning. I'm still reaching out myself to guests, um, emailing back and forth either with them in person or their that I can't talk <laughs> their assistants. Um, you know, I'm I'm learning. I'm editing. I hope I'm getting better. <laughs> um, But yeah, I wanna thank everyone so much for the love, the support, tuning in weekly, sharing, rating, everything. I have been in a huge funk lately. I feel like the world is heavy, it's a lot. I am a person that takes on things, and then I also have other things. You know, as an adult, you work. You have stress of work, of life, of family, um, your responsibilities. Kids are back in school, only a week back in. and It's already like crazy stressful. Um, You know, the world, it's probably been like this a lot, but I think it's magnified with social media and um, the news and everyone having their opinion on everything and posting about it. And I feel like it's either your, people have become so labeled and stuck in labels. And I've always hated labels, always. Like I remember years ago, years and years ago, someone was like, oh, you're a vegetarian or you're a vegan. And I didn't like that. I was like, no, I just don't eat animals. Like I don't want to be labeled that. And I don't know, I think it's just (laughs) me, myself, but I don't like that labels. So it's always like you're left or you're right, you're Republican or Democrat. And by the way, there's more political parties than that, but it's always that. You're either pro-mask, against mask, pro-vax, against ma- against vax, you know, um, all these things that are out there. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot on me. It's a lot on, I think, a lot of people. If I know if when I am feeling something, I guarantee other people are too. And that's why I kind of wanted... I blog and I started the podcast also to help and share ideas, but also to let people know you're not alone. You're not alone in this. I know I've had to take a huge step away from Facebook. Um, At first I was getting mad. I was getting upset, like people posting, writing their things on their pages, you know, like their point of view and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't care your point of view. But it's their page. So now I'm like trying to take a step back and it is their page. They can post their feelings. They can post what they're mad about, you know? And um, that's kind of what I'm doing now because I feel like there's so much hate and negativity in the world. There's, you know, people are upset. So I want, want to share my light. I want to pray for everyone. I want everyone to succeed and to be happy. Um, I want to, though, first and foremost, pray for the 13 men and women that lost their lives, the American um, soldiers and Army and Navy that lost their lives in Afghanistan. Pray for them and their families and all the military, everyone. I want their families and everyone to know how deeply saddened and heartbroken and it's horrible. It's sad. Um, I want to pray for people that think differently than me. I don't want my kids to think because someone doesn't think the way they think that they're less than. I feel like so many people are thinking like, Oh, if you don't think this way, you're dumb, you're stupid. No, we're allowed to think differently, and that is what America and the United States was founded on freedom to think how we want to think and what we want to do. And we need to come back to that, and I know I'm getting passionate about this, and I've never been this passionate, but it is so freaking much. like we are a ad- we are adults. Why can't we put our differences aside? and love one another, come back to love, and unity, and help our government. You know, it used to be, it wasn't like, oh, Democrat and Republican, all or nothing. It was, we worked together. I don't remember this, (laughs) but I've read things about this that it, it used to not be like this. I want it to like that. I don't want my kids to see I mean, social media is a nasty, toxic place anyways, from them. They're looking and seeing people like stick figures talking about what they eat in a day. So they have that going on. They see when all their friends are somewhere and then they feel left out. They have that going on. So they don't need to see grown-ups that are supposed to be emulating and teaching them how to act and how to respond to things and calling each other names and being like so nasty to one another. So that's why I'm trying to pull myself back in and use my tools I have and meditate and do breath work and yoga and journal. And, you know, sometimes though, sometimes that... You're still going to be sad. You're still going to be mad and that's okay. You have to sit with your feelings and feel them and that's what I'm trying to learn and accept that sometimes my day is crazy and I'm stressed and I'm on the verge of tears and that's fine and just be sad and stressed. So I think we all need to take a deep breath in, exhale, Let's do that again. Deep breath in. Hold it at the top for five, four, three, two, one. Slowly exhale out. I want to thank my listeners, my family and friends, again, for supporting me and all my endeavors. I do my journal, my holistic health coaching, (laughs) Um, my business, my podcast, my blog, being a yoga bar and fitness instructor, everything. I appreciate you guys. I see you guys. I love you guys. Even people I don't know that are supporting me, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. And today's episode's for my one-year anniversary. It is a best-of episode. I am going to be playing clips of different episodes. So without further ado, let's get started.
1: And I think as parents, we don't do that inner work and we're so conditioned to just give, 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 give. And then we project our anger. We project our anxiety. We project Mm -hmm. all of these things and we're like, everything that I do for you. And that child is like, I never made you do these things. Yeah, You chose to do it. So we have to take radical responsibility for how we want to feel and the overwhelm. I just want to talk about overwhelm. Like there's a whole bunch of brain science behind overwhelm and overwhelm is a symptom. It is not a lifestyle. Busy mm-hmm. is a symptom. It is not a lifestyle. And when I am overwhelmed now or, or feel really busy, I am like, okay, stop, stop. What do you need to do? What's the next right thing? And some of that feels like, I don't know the next right thing, but I just take action regardless. I'm like, do one thing and then clarity will come do the next thing. But if you're like, oh, there's so many things to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Also, know that you are not responsible to do all the things. And mm-hmm. again, it's decluttering. What is not a priority? And what can I outsource? And what can I give somebody else? But we're taking things on that are not ours to take on. And I saw that a lot through the pandemic, especially with education. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like you have to work full time and you have to be a full time educator. Why? Just because somebody said that's the expectation of who you need to be. Why? And I had a lot of pushback on that because I'm like, I am not a full time educator. Do you want me to pay my bills or do you want me to admit myself into the psych ward? And I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm saying that in reality that, Mm -hmm. you know, this silent killer, like stress, legit, you know, the physical response of what happens when you are stressed out in your life. Mm -hmm. And it is not fair. It is not practical. And yet women continue to say, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then people are like, great. She's got it. She's got it. And then when we go, are you okay? Something seems off. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And you drop dead. Then you get a diagnosis. Then you say, I have to go on sick leave. And what you're actually doing is disappointing other people Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: they were dependent on you. But at first, if you would have just said, I don't have the capacity for that. Don't have the capacity for that. And if they don't like that, that's okay. But we have to look at the people pleaser. We have to look at why we're trying to do it all um, and realize it's not our job to be everything yeah. to everyone.
0: I'm a people pleaser and I'm working on my boundaries, most specifically with my husband and kids. But yeah, it's a daily, daily practice for me to okay. stick to it.
1: And it's not, you know, I'm like, it's been seven years since I was diagnosed. It's been 16 years since I became a mother. And I feel like I'm just getting a few layers off. But the big thing for me was when I stopped taking, you know, when you're like, I should know better, right? Mm-hmm. I should know better. Oh, and we're shaming ourselves. And yeah. and I also like, we're carrying the burden of a cultural cultural trauma, like generational, like patriarchy and gender roles. And I'm like, I didn't do that. Like that yeah. wasn't mine to, I did not pick that. So every day you're like, nope, 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 nope. If you have good boundaries, which mm-hmm. is exhausting to chronically do. So I always tell women, I'm like, take the pressure off because I I remember I was at a retreat that I was hosting one time. And I had one woman, you know, she said it very quietly in circle. And she goes, Heather, I just, you know, I've been on the expressway a few times. I'm like, oh, can I just get a break from my life and just get in an accident and roll my car just enough, just enough. So I didn't die, but I was in the hospital for a week so I could get a break oh my from God. my life. Yeah. And then I had about half of the women in the circle say, me too, me too. And I remember that feeling when I was in the hospital the first two the first time for two weeks. And I was like, this is a vacation.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: and nobody expects anything from me. And that is freaking sad that I think this is a vacation. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's it's really redefining what we want in our lives and fully giving yourself permission, even though it's going to scare the crap out of you.
2: Um, are you going to pay your bill this <laughs> month? <laughs> yeah. And when you're self-employed, you know, that's the downside is that we eat what we kill. Right. If you don't kill it, you don't eat it. And so you've always got to be prospecting new clients. And And my rule of thumb has been 20%. If you have 10 clients, you've got to add two to that to stay even because you're going to lose 20% of your business every year. And so when clients go away, you've got to be able to add new clients. Um, And so that's something you have to be prepared for. You have to have a strong work ethic. Um, Mm -hmm. And as you know, your mother and I, if we're awake, we're working. Uh, First off, because we enjoy our jobs, people who don't enjoy their job want to retire. I never want to retire. We enjoy our yeah. jobs. And so we enjoy working. But you have to be disciplined to do the job. And the other thing I would say to people who, you know, go into business for themselves is, it's on you, you have to make it happen. And so don't be intimidated by that, be motivated by it. Accept oh, it. I like that. Yeah, accept it. Yeah. Read everything you can about how to do better at what you do and make yourself a project. I am a lifelong project. I am always working to improve me. So that's the advice that we give someone who wants to own their own business. I like that.
3: That is that is so important because there's not one right answer to any, there is no formula you can put over top of a human being and expect it to come out the way you want it to. Yeah, it, Life is trial and error. And mm-hmm. our, our mental health director at the company I work for said it best when she said, we tolerate way too much in this life and mental health shouldn't be one of them mm-hmm. because we're all living with it and we all have treatment options. And that's what I want for people. It yeah. took me that long to come back full circle to my original doctor and therapist who diagnosed me ADHD. And I felt embarrassed. And I was like, I'm a I'm a I'm a grown woman and I'm overwhelmed at everything and nothing. Like, shouldn't I know mm-hmm. how to manage by now? Shouldn't I figure out how to prioritize my to-do list? I can't make a to-do list. It stresses me out. All these things, it's because it's all, I mean, it's truly just like particles in my brain that I I couldn't see through. So when I say that when the sun comes up and I see the sunny day before, there was so much happening in my head and it was so fast. I really, I couldn't, I couldn't see through the clouds. It's, and now it's, everything is just slower. (laughs) And it's so nice. It's so nice. And I knew that the medication was working when I was packing my kids in the car to go down to see my parents who live just 45 minutes away. And I was in no rush. I Mm -hmm. packed things, talked, reminded them to put their shoes on, take this, pack that. We got in the car. There was no screaming. There was no fighting not because the, my children ever did that but because yeah. for whatever reason leaving the house has always been a huge trigger for me mhm it's really easy to look at that and say you have anxiety yeah and i see now how these things can get confusing even to our mental health professionals yeah as long as we continue pushing until we feel better then you, you know, I, I really can't blame anyone for tr- just trying to help mm-hmm. because you just yeah.
4: don't see what's behind that veil. If you will, you, you see these beautifully posed, the sun's in the background, you know? Yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, that's, it, it's, it's not like that. And guess what? It's okay that it's not like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's so important kind of being surrounded by this chaos of the farm is this constant reminder that, you're not in control of your life and you can make as many plans as you want, but it, it really isn't yours. Um, and who you are is what happens kind of in that moment and how you respond to those situations that you're presented with and having those people around you who keep you fed, um, yeah, you know, who, who listen and kind of let you make your own decisions, but also are, are there to support you. Mm-hmm. It, it's... Um, And it, and it's, it's a constant, I think, ebb and flow. And I think with anything in life, like you have to reevaluate that circle, you know, and what's within reach, um, pretty regular just to make sure that it's, it's, um, that the temperature is still warm and you're in the right spot, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think it is so important. Like, this is what I've been working on and stuff that as Adults and as women and moms, we still do things for ourselves. We take care of ourselves. We go out with friends. We nurture ourselves. And I'm working on that because I have a hard time (laughs) with that. I still get the extreme like guilt and stuff, but it is necessary.
4: It is. My sister just left this morning. She was here with her four children, and she's married to a firefighter. And you know their life through through COVID um, and what they had seen and dealt with was really, really mm. difficult. And it kind of led her, I think, with a lot of us that went through that transition, to kind of just again reevaluate what's what's around you, um, where you're spending your time, you know, how you are, uh, you know, where, where your focus is, are you focus on the right things. And so she decided to stay home. And I said, I, I hope you realize that by staying home does not mean that you have to stay home. Like now yeah. is your time. You have some space. Give yourself some grace, but go to the gym. Find some kind of routine that's exercise. Mm-hmm. Kind of start your day. Um, think about some kind of hobby that you want to do because before you were a mom, you know you were Nikki. I'm Rachel. You know she's Mara. Yeah. You're still this person, and for me to rejuvenate doesn't take a lot. Um, Nick. Has a group of fraternity brothers and they 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 like to travel. That fills his bucket. Me mm-hmm. thinking about organizing three small children and traveling and going out. Yeah. Street, oh my gosh, no, thank you. I, I like I have anxiety, like thinking about it. But if you let me, you know, I don't say let, but like if you kind of support me and hold on to the fort so I can, you know, run to Ellicottville for like a two-night stay with my girlfriend, yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And Um, the guilt I feel like goes away when I come back and my temper is not as short. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just have a different kind of vibe and that time that I'm spending with them is, is quality, not quantity, because Mm -hmm. it's very easy as a mom to be quantity. Um, and, and that's not what's going to fill my bucket. And then if my bucket's not full, I can't dump it into theirs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on today. And it's nice to catch up with you because we play phone tag and try to get together for like a year now. <laughs> well, it was fun too, but yeah, but
4: I think yeah. it's yeah, really important. And you and I still check in and we'll pick up where we left off because that's mm-hmm. what's old, not because we're old, because we're not old. Okay? I know. <laughs> that's why it's so important to you know, keep those
5: people in your life that know where the bodies are buried. So if you need to move the bodies, they can help you dig them up. Yeah. <laughs> people buy from people and everyone out here is selling the same product. What is it that makes you special and what makes you different than people are going to purchase from you? And what I found is showing your product on a story, on a feed post, on an Instagram TV, on an Instagram reel, People need seven exposures to that before they even Mm -hmm. think about purchasing from you. And so when I first started with uh, 8 back in 2019, that's exactly what I did. And I look back at my old content, I'm like, aww you're just such a little (laughs) baby. Like I would would take, I would take hyperlapse videos on my iPhone. I would set it up in front of a window. So you get that nice natural light on your face. And I would just blow dry my hair (laughs) like every other day, whenever I was doing my hair and that was my content. And I was like, guys, I love this blowout cream. It cuts down my dry time. You know, I can get a whole blow dry done in 10 minutes. And it's like, I just left the salon and that's what I would post multiple times a week. And I got customers that way. And now there's so many features there's going live and pretty filters. You don't have to put on makeup and Instagram yeah. reels. And, and I keep those highlights on my Instagram page. It's called toots in like tutorials. And it's, it's so mm-hmm. lame, but I keep that to show my growth over the last two years. And so yeah, To answer your initial question, my normal day, it's different every single day. I do make a full time income from social media, but it's really important to have that morning routine so that your creativity, your creative juices start flowing. You know, Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of different, you know, left brain people, right brain people. I like to consider myself in the middle. I can come up with creative ideas myself, but I do like recreating trends that I find on TikTok. and I'll give some tips for that. But having that morning routine, like the first hour of my day, I'll get up in the morning, I need to go for a run or get some kind of workout in. Then have my coffee, then have my breakfast, then I check my phone. Because if I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and I look at my phone, you know, that instant cortisol shot just goes through. Yeah. And I'm all anxious. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these messages I got while I was sleeping, all these emails. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even touch my phone. I put it on the other side of the room. I turn off my alarm and I start my day. And then I'll shower, I'll sit down. I'm like, okay, what do my numbers look like for my team for the day? Clients that I need to check in with content that I wanted to make. So a
2: big Mm -hmm. tip that
5: I could give to, you know, newer content creators is really just start from scratch. And I want to ask you this too, but you know, when you create that personal brand, it always starts with that inner work. And I always like to ask people like, what would your friends and family describe you as? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what
6: are five things that make you, you? And And then someone in one of my classes at the rec said have you ever thought about teaching um to first responders she said my brother is in charge of the Cleveland Police Division of like mental health and wellness um and employee assistance and there's a lot of guys having a hard time with the job and I said Mm -hmm. I would absolutely be honored to do that. And so she planted that seed and she said, I'll let him know. And then it, nothing actually happened. She never mentioned it again. And I was busy with my life and, but the seed started to grow just on its own because I had grown up with a lot of first responders being a West Park, Cleveland kid. Everybody's yeah. parent, everybody's sibling, everybody. There was a first responder, police, a fireman, a paramedic in every household in some way. And I had many friends, close friends, that were um, in, the, in the 911 community. So I um, have lived through a lot of their stress and their strife. And I lost a good friend. He took his life. Uh, he was a police officer um, because he battled with um, coping and ways of coping. Mm-hmm. Had I heard about yoga, I would have dragged him in. Um, right with me if I knew he was suffering that much Um, and then I have another good friend who actually lost his job due to um, addiction and Mm -hmm. then I had another really close friend um, develop PTSD to the point where he just was alienating everyone including myself and it was just so hard to watch this and I thought wow And then the seed was just really growing because I was giving, you know, my thoughts to it. And I was like, I could really start something here, like a program just for them, tailored just for them. But I'm going to need to go back to Italy because that's where I was inspired. That's where I was trained. That's where my muses are. And that's where I want to write a book and I want to develop something that I can sell. And and so that's what I did. So in 2017... 18. Uh, I don't even know. I went back. My kids came with me, which was so cool. Oh, fun. Super. Cool. Yeah. So three adult children now. And we did some fun family digging and found roots. And then they planted me in a cafe in Florence and said, we're leaving and you're going to do this, mom. And for three months, I sat in that cafe and I researched and I wrote and I researched and I wrote and I connected with a lot of first responders um, via email here, including my student's brother with the Cleveland Police Department, who finally called me and said, yes, do this and we will work with you. And so that's how it started. And I I came home with a a manual that was very presentable. And I had to go to numerous, 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 you know, agencies, just, you know, fire departments and uh, all kinds of, um, police departments and just say, look at what I have and look what my intention is. And they're proving, and here's facts and proof that mindful activities and, um, yoga practices are actually working better than traditional therapies like cognitive behavior therapy and somatic frameworking. And, 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 Yeah, you can send them to Alcoholics Anonymous. That's wonderful if that's what they're choosing, you know, as a coping skill, as a drug or alcohol, but have them do this also,
0: you know, like have... Think about teacher burnout. I know recently a lot of my yogi teacher friends have experienced it this past year, which is weird because we haven't been able to teach as much, but I think it's because we've tried to adapt in other ways.
7: Tell me, so what do you think is happening?
0: I think we're trying to teach too much online and not practice ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're not taking care of ourselves and practicing self-care.
7: Yeah. What are the burnout um, uh, symptoms that you're experiencing or that your friends are experiencing?
0: Um, My anxiety is higher. and I snap more with my kids. I don't have as much patience as I used to. Yeah. And it's the same is with my fr- like my yoga friends too.
7: Mm-hmm. And um, do you do you think that it's from over teaching, or do you think that it's just the conditions of the pandemic are starting to wear down on everyone collectively? I think
0: it's both, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, cause we all had to shift and teach our kids at home and my kids though right now in Ohio, they're back in school right now. Um, so I have that, but um, yeah, I think I, everyone started to teach more teaching than what they were used to when they were only teaching at a
7: studio. And do you think that while you're teaching during these times when people struggle so much Do you feel that you're um, uh, taking on um, too much responsibility for other people's healing journey? Yes. Mm -hmm. You're taking on stress and people's anxiety on yourself when you're. Right,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
7: I mean, that happens. Um, That's. um, it can be natural as a as a teacher or instructor in something which is supposed to be healing, that you want people to feel better, and so you take things of theirs on to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that will be exhausting. That will tire you out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, You know, with all types of um practices that are in the realm of I don't want to say the word healing because healing it happens spontaneously through nature when the conditions are right, but when we're involved in practices that are supposed to help set these conditions for healing to occur. Um, I, I prefer to call yoga a contemplative practice, um, rather than a healing practice. Um,
6: mm-hmm.
7: But when we look at it at these in these other ways in regards to self care and stuff like that when we want someone to feel better, we might extend ourselves further out to try to help them do that. And um, then we're kind of superimposing ourselves on the situation, rather than just simply giving a a technique a practice setting the conditions for them to receive whatever benefits that they do. Um, And to do that, you need to have number one, um, a a steady long term practice that you've been doing. And that is part of your nervous system, because you've been doing it for such a long time. Um, And making a practice part of you, part of your nervous system, part of your cellular makeup, part of your emotional makeup means that now you know who you are in that you have this thing has become part of you. The practice has become part of you and you have become part of the practice. And therefore when you teach it, you're not giving yourself away because you remain you. All you're doing is passing on a technique or a word or a methodology.
0: Thank you guys again so much for tuning in each week to a new episode or a previously recorded episode. Thank you for your support and your love. I'm truly and greatly appreciative. I am shocked and surprised sometimes that um, I have listeners. I know I should be more positive and not imposter syndrome, but I really am really thankful. And I have so much more planned for the rest of the year and season three, and I can't wait. And again, always check out my Instagram page and my show notes for information. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you so much.